1: I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, Julian.
2: I miss you, Lonnie. And it's good to see you again, Dylan. It's <laughs> <laughs> good though. to see me. I you don't miss you. me
3: yet. That's all right.
1: We'll get there, <laughs> Julian. We'll get there. I miss you. I miss you, man. Do I miss you? I miss you, man. I miss you. I miss you, man. I miss you? Hello there. Welcome to another episode of I miss you man. My name's Lonnie. I'm here again with Dylan. How you doing Dylan?
3: Doing great mate. Doing great. How about yourself?
1: I'm pretty good and it feels good to be back with you and our special guest who we'll get to in a moment. It's a special episode Dylan. What's our show normally about before we get into our special special edition today?
3: Well Lonnie normally it's a podcast where we take each other through a topic each week that could be anything. Life, pop culture and everything in between.
1: Well, it's funny you say life there, Dylan, because I think our guest has really taken our motto to heart. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, Julian. It's good to see you again. You too. It's good to hear you as well, because um, it's been a while since your podcast um, debut, on our show at least, and that was one of our best ones last year, I think. Don't you reckon, Dylan? Yeah, absolutely,
2: 100%. Oh, shucks.
1: (laughs) We've been keen to get you back in some capacity, and we've had some ideas, and we've We'll have many more in the future as well. Um, Star Wars and maybe a topic that's close to everyone here in this room right now.
2: Okay, I'm I'm keen to have a chat about Star Wars. I'm always up for an argument about Star Wars. Um, <laughs> I was fascinated by your your last episode that you posted, which was about whether Lonnie hates Star Wars. <laughs> which, he does. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. Well, uh, look.
1: B- before we get there, Julian, I'll probably watch more of the Mandalorian and Boba Fett. I'll watch at least one episode, maybe. But before then, maybe. Yep, yep. Now, Julian, can you please remind us um, who you are and what's your story?
2: Well, those are very philosophical questions. <laughs> um, yeah, look, um, I'm uh, I'm an author. Um, I mostly write um, uh, historical fantasies. Um, Tend to have quite a strong mythological flavour. Um, I finished uh, the Ashes of Olympus trilogy last year, um, uh, previously finished the Tooth and Blade trilogy. Um, and uh, look, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Uh, when we were talking about sort of topics, um, we were sort of brainstorming ideas, and I thought, what is the most ridiculous? sort of massive hubristic thing that we could possibly tackle in 45 minutes or so. Um, And the answer, of course, is the meaning of life, which philosophers, scientists, theologians have been puzzling over for uh, millennia. And I thought, three blokes on a podcast, I'm sure we could sort it out. Well,
1: it's about time someone asked us, really, and then we can sort it out, and then we can all move on with our lives.
2: Yeah, let's have a crack. Why not? Excellent. Now, to give you a disclaimer, I'm not actually a philosopher. I'm not of a philosophy background. All of my navel-gazing is strictly amateurish. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I reckon we can have a good chat.
1: I and, think we uh, can too. Yeah. And I was keen that you picked this topic, Gillian, because um, you're a deep thinker, um, despite not being a philosopher. Neither am I. I don't think Dylan is. Dylan, are you a philosopher? Do you have mention no. that before now?
2: Not yet, you not a, yet. You've got a beard like Aristotle's.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm halfway there. You need the beard, you need the knowledge.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
1: um, but particularly interesting because, Julian, you, you've been around the block a few more times than by block I mean the world in the sun, um, but then, then Dylan and I, so you've got different experiences to us and it'd be good to, to sort of draw upon those today, I think.
2: God you make me sound positively anxious,
1: <laughs> but it, it just even in a couple of years your your opinion on life and your experiences can really shape um shape how you you think so i, I think it' would be interesting because we we're very similar in some ways, but then it's those differences when you are similar lot that can really make all the difference um, you know and i'm I'm really thinking meaning of life, as you said, it's one of those topics that has been around pretty much since we've been thinking right this is the main sort of question and it's like of course you can't really work it out i i, th- I mean maybe we can today but i think the, the the allure is that if you work this out doesn't everything else fall into place isn't that what people are trying to do
2: well that's the idea but Douglas Adams figured it out during the 70s and we're still here so you know 42
1: that that, that does raise the question of what do you do the day after you work it out i guess <laughs>
2: Well, you, you run a podcast, obviously.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> very true, yeah.
2: I guess that, um, I guess that you, you're spot on um, that it's, it's a question that people have been asking for a long time. And I guess the first thing I wanted to sort of throw out there to you guys is why do people keep asking this? Uh, and what are we really asking with that question?
1: I mean... I want you to go first, Dylan. I, I don't I don't know. So you go first. I'll try and piggyback off that, basically.
3: That's all right. I mean, if we're getting down to all we're really asking with that, I suppose, is do we matter, I guess, mm. in the grand scheme of things in the universe. And, you know, human beings, curious by nature as well. That's why we're pretty much at the top of the food chain, really. I suppose. Like- yes. Yeah, so no, you go. going. No, you're going. I was just going to say, I suppose having a meaning to life is a more romantic idea as well than just being here randomly for no reason.
2: Hmm. I like that question, do we matter in the cosmic sense? And uh, I guess that for me, the answer has to be yes, because the alternative is oblivion. And <laughs> that, was, that was, you know, it was a good game, but I, I don't think it's, it would actually be much fun to experience. or not experience. What about yourself, Lonnie?
1: Well, I've been thinking about this um, throughout the week as you you sent some of these talking points to us to to sort of mull over. And the way I did it is I went for a long walk yesterday afternoon and just tried to think. And I think that's a good way to do it and take a, a constitutional and just try and think things over in your mind. And I was thinking that, you know, the meaning of life can could have mean many things, But I was sort of breaking it down into: um, Do we have a purpose? As in, did somebody, something, whether it be a god or the universe or some other cosmic force, is there some sort of exist reason for our existence? Is there a particular purpose in that sense? You know, why does life exist? Why are we here? Do we matter? Like Dylan said, and why anything? You know, (laughs) not not just us, but why. Is the world here? Why do we have anything at all to do? I also think that there's that sort of more of the personal, like creed way of thinking of this question. As in, is there something I should live my life by? Is there a reason for me to get out of bed every day and try to do good things, or why should I do anything? And so I kind of think it's there's more of a, there's a cosmic scale and also a very personal scale to that question.
2: I think that um, you've kind of hit the nail on the head in that there are kind of two dimensions to it. Is there a purpose to my life? Is there a meaning to my life? Does my life have meaning? And more broadly, does the human race... um, Why are we here? Um, Is there a cause to all of our suffering? Is there a reason why we suffer? Um, Is there more to life than suffering? Um, I think that these are these are very big, weighty questions. Well, in, um, in
1: that sense, Julian, would that sort of mean if there is a meaning to it, it would kind of make it all worthwhile, even the bad stuff, even the good stuff, because mm-hmm. as you were kind of saying, if the alternative is that there's no meaning to life, then why the hell are we here? That the question becomes comes with an answer, and the answer becomes more questions. You know?
2: Yeah, and I think that. It's interesting to kind of ask to, to pose that question. Um, uh, I guess that, to me personally, sort of the cosmic search for for meaning on a more cosmic scale. The the question of why why all of this why are we here it it can actually be really counterproductive to kind of dwell on that question too much um like i've known people who um particularly in this day and age um where you've got 24 hour access to the news um and the news is so depressing we have um a housing crisis right on our doorstep a pandemic um the possibility of world war three tomorrow um I guess that uh, a lot of people that well, I've actually have met people who say get really stuck on this question of why do we have to go through this? Um, what's the purpose of it? Why are we here? And I guess that to me, I don't know if we can actually answer that question, um, and that's where a lot of people get stuck, um, and it can lead to a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety. I see you nodding your head there, Dylan.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking it's not really something we can answer for, especially the personal kind of meaning of life. That's, you know, that's going to be completely curated for every individual. You, you might find meaning in a job that you, that you have or that you, your responsibilities are for, and you might find meaning in just having a family and, you know, bringing more life into the world.
2: But I guess that leads to another question, which I kind of throw onto the list there. Do we find meaning or do we make meaning? Is it something that's sort of out there for us to find? Or is it something that we actually generate for ourselves?
1: Well, look, look for me, I'm going to be a bit depressing at the beginning here. I don't think there is a higher cosmic spiritual meaning to the world. Um. I'm not religious at all, or, or spiritual in any sense, and I, I don't, Dylan liked did an episode recently about aliens, I don't think it's has out yet, Julian, about where are they, basically, the family paradox, and yeah, I, I don't think an alien set life off for humans, I kind of feel like we all live and we all die and then that's just sort of what happens, which is very depressing if you think about it in that sense, but what I find is that you can ascribe meaning to your life, and you find that in other people or at least I do, in our society and trying to make the world a better place. But I don't think that, you know, anyone's ever come down and, and told us to do that. So I think it's more of a finding than a... Well, maybe more of a creating than a finding.
2: When I was younger, I was... Uh, when I was a teenager, uh, I was very religious. Um, uh, i don't think I could be friends with my teenage self. Um, (laughs) um, uh, And I guess that when I was younger, like I was dead set that um, the meaning of life, the reason that we're here, God put us on this planet to decide where we would wind up in the afterlife. Mm. And I reached a certain point in life when I got my head out of my ass. um, And I realized that is so egocentric. Like, even presupposing that there is an afterlife, the idea that the entire thing was arranged for my benefit <laughs> is just uh, is just ridiculous. Like, am I plugged into a simulator somewhere and that everybody else is just an NPC in my life? That's stupid. I'm sorry. I don't like that at <laughs> all. And I guess the as time has gone on and I've become less inclined towards that kind of religious view of things, I I do hear what you're saying, Lonnie, about sort of a more humanistic um, kind of approach um, that trying to leave the world a better place um, than you found it is, is, is really what it's about um, and helping others And there can be a dimension of helping yourself in that it does feel good to help others. Mm. Um, In fact, I think that that's that's actually one of the reasons we're put on this planet. Um, At least if you can't help them, then don't hurt them, you know?
1: Yeah, well, at least living as um, social animals, as we are, that that's a positive in terms of yourself, because other people like you, and then... Doing good for others also makes the whole society better, theoretically.
2: We're getting very Bill and Ted here. <laughs> the purpose is to be excellent to each other. And to party um, on. Yeah. Um, I guess that um, that kind of leads me to uh, uh, the question. Um, uh, actually, something that you said, Dylan, really struck me, um, that you can find meaning in a job, you can find meaning in a family. Um, I guess that for me, one of the things that's sort of one of what we're really talking about here in some ways is not necessarily the meaning of life, but happiness and the pursuit of happiness um, and to to have a set of values um, and sort of that our lives, a set of priorities in our lives, um, and trying to to have a set of values that sort of agree with the way that we live our life. Um, uh, what kind of work gives gives give what, what kind of work do you find meaning in, Dylan?
3: Um, I mean, not myself. Probably still searching. Sorry, current job. You're not the <laughs> one for me. You mean your
1: podcasting job? Hmm.
3: Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it's just. It could be anything. I mean, if you like having responsibility for other people, you might find meaning in being a sergeant in the army, you know, that kind of stuff. Just fulfilling your purpose in life, I suppose, more than anything.
2: And I think that a lot of people go through their life without actually figuring out what that purpose is. Um, That's pretty sad. Um, Mm. And I guess for a lot of us, sort of... Particularly when you live in a capitalist society, um, for a lot of us, we're told that our purpose is to have a career aspiration that will, will give us more and more money as we get older. Um, and what I find is that when you talk to older people, a lot of them look back and they really regret that. Um, a lot of older people might feel that they've actually wasted their lives, um, Uh, by pursuing money with the idea that it would bring them happiness can money bring you happiness?
3: I I think to a certain extent obviously um, once you can afford everything that you really need or want at a comfortable level I Mm. think that's probably the peak of the happiness but living in excess I mean that's Mm. just yeah, gets to be too much
1: The way I've thought about that, and I've seen some studies that I assume are accurate about this. I've seen (laughs) news reports about studies, I should say. Um, They say once you have enough money where you are getting your needs met and you're not at risk of losing your house and you can feed yourself and your families and so on, it gets to a sort of tipping point where to get the sort of job to make more money versus having enough money in your current job where you are happy and content... Like at a certain point you have to be doing a really stressful job or have such high responsibilities that the extra money doesn't actually bring you much more happiness than you were perhaps at a lower pay rate, but doing a more um doing a job that gives you more balance in your life. Um so I think yeah, obviously what Dylan has said is accurate and it gets to a point where if you start pursuing that at all costs, Julian is talking about the, the money in the capitalist society, then the happiness that the money is bring you kind of gets into a negative space um, mm. and and especially when it comes to you know, having to work longer hours and you can't spend time with your family you'll have time for yourself if you have a family um, so it's a thorny topic julian and that's that could be its own episode couldn't it <laughs> but it's all about why we're here it's all about meaning of life
2: i guess that i think it's actually fair to say that money may not necessarily buy happiness but poverty does bring misery hmm. yeah, sure. um that uh i it's it's it sucks uh, to be to be perfectly honest um and you actually kind of you need to be able to find sort of work which um does actually sort of align with your values. And if you can do that, um, then then you're doing very well. Um, uh, and to be able to do that and derive an income from it, which is sufficient mm. that you're not going to be, uh, that, you, that you won't have that poverty problem, you won't have the, the misery of it.
1: I think thinking of that recently, Julian, because you and I both drifted towards sort of education fields and as well as the creative fields and i was thinking my job the other day at the university i was like it's so good that if i work really hard here i get a better outcome for a student or an academic staff member i don't create larger profit for a shareholder i just I had a moment where i was like i feel really good about working in this place because i'm bringing about education not more money and obviously there are financial concerns at the university, but in my particular area, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing pretty good here because I'm getting fulfillment for helping people.
2: Yeah. And I think that if you do get that fulfillment from helping people and focusing on the people that you're, that you're helping, that can be really quite good. On the other hand, it's easy to get exploited hmm. um, uh, when you're... Um, sort of being asked to make sacrifices constantly um, for your own well-being um, to help others. And I guess that sort of striking that balance is its a real challenge. Um, and I think that it takes actually a real strength of character to be able to find that balance and to be able to find a sense of purpose uh, beyond... Uh, beyond the pursuit of of wealth. Um, And and I guess one of the things that I've been thinking about recently is sort of the role of self-discipline in in cultivating a good life. Um, uh, You know, we often think of discipline, particularly, I think, in the more liberal West, Uh, we think of it as being something bad. It's like a punishment. Um, and I've actually met. Uh, well, it's it's quite a common problem in the in the world, and I think particularly in the creative industries, um, that you get people who constantly self-criticise and sort of self-flagellate themselves, uh, and it it becomes quite um, quite miserable, actually, and it can result in some terrible mental anguish. But that's not the kind of discipline that I'm t- talking about. I'm not talking about punishment. I guess that to be able to set a goal and stick to it um, is, is quite a look, I've, I guess that to me that's one of the ingredients to to a, to a happy life. Yeah, it's, it's like
1: it, it'd be tough to, um, sometimes it's tough to, you've got to sacrifice things, but to to get to achieve a goal that you know normally the goals we set for ourselves are quite difficult, but mm. not achieving it or not making progress towards that goal is even worse.
2: Mm. I've also, it's also actually becoming, I think, more common that people actually feel guilt for not being happy.
1: <laughs> I know what you mean, Julian. I think people feel guilty if they're not hustling. If they're just taking a weekend to themselves, or if they they work hard all day at their job and go home and just have dinner and watch TV and go to bed, it's like no, shouldn't you be contributing more? Like, well, sometimes yes, sometimes you look out for yourself. And I think you've hit the money the um you know the money there, Julian, because it's like yeah, there's, if there's no real purpose for us being here, why be miserable while you're at it?
2: <laughs> yeah. I guess, the, I guess that it comes back to the sort of core question um, of, of um, what are the ingredients of a happy life. Um, so I guess that to me, um, one of the most important ingredients to actually creating a life of meaning is to know what your own values are and what, what is the most important thing for you. And I'm going to throw this one out to you guys. Um, I'll throw it out to you, Dylan. Um, um, I'm enjoying your head nods, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but and it's it's you know if this isn't too personal a question, but sort of what is what drives you? Um, yeah, you
3: know, it was a, it was a hard question to answer, harder than I thought it would be. But I suppose. Um relationships more than anything i suppose with friends and family and uh you know workmates obviously that's probably the main driving factor i suppose
2: Mm
3: -hmm. also in you know big proprietor i believe in justice like justice should be served and when it's not i get very upset and (laughs) Mm. you know i don't like suppose things being unfair in general
2: Mm. why do you think it was a hard question to answer Oh no,
3: it's probably not a hard question, just something I'd never asked myself before, I mm-hmm. guess.
2: Okay, so relationships, family, and the pursuit of justice these are actually really big, worthwhile things. Um, and I guess that I'm gonna throw this out there. Do you feel like in your life, that your that that your life agrees with those values that you live according to those values,
3: oh yeah, I mean to the best of I can, really um I obviously I don't see too much injustice in my day to day life, you know, I'm a country boy out in the middle of nowhere pretty much at the moment <laughs> um but you know my job at the moment I do help people where I can, now I do get some fulfillment from that, otherwise I wouldn't still be there mm. See, I about, suppose there is a, a bit of it to my current job
2: currently, yeah. What is it about what about yourself, Lonnie? Well, I'm
1: gonna echo Dylan's comments about this being a difficult question to answer because dunno about you two but most of the time I'm just living my life, I'm not sitting back and thinking about it. But it is good to be self reflective and so thank you, Julian, for making us sort of take a step back and to you know, put this in front of mind for a while. Um I was going to say one thing that hopefully can tie everything together, which is the point of this podcast today, is finding the answers. Um, I'll probably take it back to education. And I would say that as well, not just the education in the formal setting, but that's probably what I like so much about the creative fields that I'm into. And that's screenwriting, filmmaking, and podcasting as a um, proprietor and also as an audience member for those fields. Is that I like learning stuff, I and I like teaching stuff as well. So you know, if you look back at most episodes that I've done on this show, it's about trying to teach Dylan something and then, you know, teaching our audience at the same time. And I think there is this huge value in that. And what You're I like me
2: a lot about streaking, Lonnie, <laughs>
1: <laughs> one of our best, I like, think,
2: and uh, the Hamburger, exactly, <laughs> day one, yeah.
1: <laughs> The deep cut, Julian. <laughs> um, but then when I'm even watching a film for pleasure, really what we're doing when we're watching film is we're getting to experience life in someone else's shoes. And that, that's the sort of the Roger Ebert um, sense of what filmmaking is. That movies are big empathy creating machines where you can experience a, a different um, view on the world. And so I think the best films that I've liked and kept to this can go say, for books and other you know, other mediums as well, but it's really is it about getting inside someone else's head. Mm. Um, and that, that can change your life. And hopefully I can be part of the process of doing that for other people in my day-to-day life and as well, hopefully, down the track with my movies. Um, so I think if there's if one word there, Julian, education.
2: I'm going to throw uh, an idea for you, and I'd... Don't know if you're going to what you're going to think of this, but would you consider teaching? Would you consider teaching on a university level?
1: I, I wouldn't say no to that, Julian. I, I had my um, I made some inroads on the as a teacher, as in did some study towards that, but I didn't end up going into that. I think I was a bit too young at the time. Um, and I, I think, as you probably understand, Julian, teaching in the high school setting. Um, isn't often about teaching. It's more about behaviour management of young people.
2: Oh, look, I um, I hear that. I I did my diploma hmm. of education, secondary education, and I'm like, I don't give a damn about their socks. I'm sorry, I just don't. Um, agree. And and uh, I decided that any career where I was policing kids' socks. Probably wasn't for me, <laughs> um, uh, and uh, the role of the teacher, unfortunately, when it becomes of the teacher's role is that of the jail warden, like the jail of the mm-hmm. jailer. Um, mm. It's really soul destroying for both the teacher and the student. Um, yeah, and, and in yeah. that
1: sense, Julie, really, wouldn't you suggest that most teachers get into the field because they want to, you know? be the dead part society sort of teacher, inspiring the minds of, of young people, and then they get there, it's about signing uniform notes and checking the jumpers and stuff. And, yeah.
2: Look, I, I've got to admit that uh, I, I went into teaching for the wrong reasons. I went into it because I love my subject. Hmm. Um, sure. And uh, I love teaching English. I loved uh, history. Um, um, and I guess I wanted to... Work with young minds, and I was mm. just completely unprepared for the very harsh reality of the modern education system. Um, I I didn't do very well as a teacher, to be honest. Um, I kind of got in and got out. Um, yeah, that's a shame uh, to hear. Uh, oh, look! I think it's a very common story, and. Mm. Unfortunately, teaching does have a really high attrition rate, uh, certainly in Queensland, and I think it's only getting higher mm. as time goes along.
1: Well, it's a shame then in that sense as well because of the idea of if you're trying to chase what your values are and how you can live those values, as we sort of mentioned so far, mm. and you thought that was going to be in a school and you've spent lots of time and money going towards that to be, get your education degree and then it doesn't work out, um, that would be a real shock to the system.
2: It was. Um, and look, before that I did, um, I taught at university, um, and I got to the point where I got my doctorate and then suddenly there was no more work because they would have to pay me like a doctor, um, oh. like a qualifier. <laughs> anyway, um, that's another story. Um, but, uh, uh, it's, I guess that. It's, it's,
1: so I just going to say, Julian, that's not. It's nice you said that about what I consider doing that because I've been doing some training recently at in my workplace with new people, and one of them stopped me the other day and was like, "You're a really good teacher. You're doing such a good job teaching us." I was like, "Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's so, so nice of you to say that." Um without See, I, sorry, on.
2: So, look, we've worked together creatively writing a screenplay. You're a great. Um, nice. It sounds like I'm buttering you up, but I really found it was a productive working relationship and i think you're a great writer um and you got a good eye for uh sort of the screen um and to be able to dramatize sort of bridge the gap between sort of ideas and how it would actually look on the screen um you're really good at that um but, yeah, I'd actually agree, though, that you are actually really good at conveying, uh, at, at teaching. Not just, not just conveying information, but to actually sort of light a fire in people's minds to get them thinking. Um, and that's really what a teacher does. And I guess that I'd encourage you, if you wanted to, go down the university teaching route becoming an, an academic be, I, I would encourage you um
1: well, thanks uh, julian i assume it was the the poo jog episode that got you thinking about this
2: <laughs> i might have skipped that one. <laughs> Oh no it's the best one.
1: Uh
3: oh uh, you, you're off the pod julian sorry that's that's <laughs> Hey yeah um, no, thank you so the- much
1: for that julian i'm guessing dylan do you got some compliments you want yeah no well?
3: you're the best um yeah you know, <laughs> I-, I love you mate you know that come on i tell this to you every week before we start the pod i always say lonnie you're the
1: best it on, is. Mate. i, I won't do like, the podcast yeah, unless he tells me that yes i know
2: it's a contractual requirement <laughs> um yeah can you release my family now okay
1: um yeah. but- dylan get to it mark
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: I guess, uh, though, sometimes my my own sense of values and priorities have changed a bit over time. Mm. Um, uh, Because... um, well, look, there's a few reasons. I think that education is still a really high, something I really value and prioritise. Um, but being a parent, um, a large part of that is now expressed through me trying to teach my kids um, to to raise them to be responsible adults um, uh, who aren't going to wind up on 60 Minutes. Um can just... just-
1: just jump in there and did everything change when you had children
2: well I became a parent
1: <laughs> Um you didn't feel like suddenly you get it
2: now no see okay. as time passes I think I know less and less <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I guess when I was young I was very focused on trying to prove how clever I was um, Uh, but but I guess that as time has gone on I think that being clever is less important than being kind Mm. Um, and I think that certainly parenthood has been a big part of that Um, that sort of warmth and compassion uh, and loving kindness which can manifest in all kinds of ways. I don't actually believe that you need to be a parent um, to have a fulfilling life, necessarily. Um, I know that I did, personally, but I also know it's not for everyone. Mm. Um, but I guess the thing is, you can, you can be a parent and you can be a complete... Well, you can be a complete asshole basically. Um, mm. You can... I wouldn't say that being a parent automatically makes you smarter or kinder or wiser or anything like that. It's one of those things where you get out of it what you put in. And I guess as time has gone on, I've realized that uh, that's true of not just parenting. It's true of just about everything. That if you... I I I genuinely believe that it's important to actually stop and ask yourself why, like why am I doing this, and what am I getting out of it, and what am I what am I putting into it? Because otherwise, you can get to a certain point in life, and you can kind of think, "Holy crap, it's done. I don't get another shot."
1: <laughs> mm. No, well. The question I've got for both of you now, and I've kind of got a view, so I'll see what you think. Is that should we live life with regrets, or should we have regrets about life? Should we dwell on the past, or should we live life and just keep moving forward? Dylan, what do you reckon?
3: Oh, man. I mean, some regrets are needed, like you have to learn from some things. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to live life with some regrets, At least a bare minimum.
2: I think that if you get through your life with no regrets whatsoever, then you haven't lived your life. Hmm. Um, And that being said, I don't think that you can waste a lot of time dwelling on past mistakes. Hmm. Um, And if you let those mistakes define you, if you let those mistakes, if you if you kind of impose limits on yourself based on your past mistakes, uh, you're not going to have a fulfilling life.
1: That's um something I sort of came to on my long um, walk yesterday when I was thinking about all these things. I had sort of two conflicting thoughts. I'm like, how can I work this out? Does this actually make sense in my mind or am I going mad right now? Because on the one hand, I was thinking about your questions, Julian, about you know, meaning of life, purpose, and it was I was it came back to, like, just you know, making things better, making, seeing a problem and solving it, finding people who need help and giving them support. That's all about taking the life we have now and improving it. Mm. And then I was like, at the same time, simultaneously, I think we should be happy with where we are and how life is. And in my heart, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I think what I came to, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, um, is to do with control. So it's about being happy with what you can control, and you know, dwelling on things that you could have done better to improve for the future. But then, you know, coming to appreciate what has happened. So then, you have that opportunity to learn, um, and also knowing that you want to improve life, but. Your own individual actions only have a, only going to go so far, but still they they still matter. You should still try and do better, even if you're not going to solve climate change all by yourself. Mm. Um, so it's and it's also about you know having opportunities in your life. Sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't, and you can go mad trying to think about. Oh, I wish I got that job. I wish I'd got that girlfriend or or whatever it is. But then the important part about life is just sitting back. You are know, like. I could have got that job. It could have been really bad. I could have been with that person. It might not have worked out the same way. Or in any, in um, even of, in taking it all the way back, if my life was different in any small way, it wouldn't be the life I have now. So I should be happy with it. Has that made any sense? Has did I get to a point where I make sense, or am I still trying to hold two conflicting values in my mind at the same time? I
2: I, what you're saying makes sense to me. Um, Thank you. Very good. That. Sometimes it can be really helpful. Um, there's there's a really good book on this subject. It's it's by Viktor Frankl. Um, he was a, a Jewish psychiatrist um, who was um, uh, during the Holocaust. Who um, uh, was he was incarcerated um, by the Nazis, um, and um, he was in the death camps and. It was the, half of the book is about his experience, but half of it is sort of um about his kind of philosophy, his life philosophy. Um, and his argument essentially is that you can you can look back on all the events of your life as shaping the person that you've become. Um, and I think that that's actually a really helpful, um, a really helpful way to look at it. To some extent, it's it's about do I actually like the person that I've become, mm. and that's something which I don't know about you, but I, 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 I think it's actually important to ask that Just sort of check in with yourselves from from time to time.
1: Yeah, and you should, Julie, because you're a great guy and you're a great dad. I'm not just saying that because you were nice to me. I actually mean it, okay?
2: <laughs> I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> but what, what do you think, Dylan? Do you like who you are?
3: Ah, oh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, well, I like to think I'm pretty on the ball as a person. <laughs> um, I think I've got most of the right stuff in the right places, but just say haven't hit my peak yet. Still climbing,
2: mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and I think that, that's actually quite good. You're, mm. you're, you're heading for somewhere. Mm. Um, we're all constantly in a process of... We're all a work in progress, you know? Yeah, up until the very
1: end. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, I've got a question for you, Julian. So if we can kind of maybe suggest that the meaning of life is to do good things, be happy, make life... Improve it, make life better, improve it for other people. I think we're kind of landing somewhere in that sort of field. Is that right? Are we on the same page there?
2: Mm, kind of. I oh, think it's a starting point. It's a
1: starting point. Okay, that's good. Well, should we be doing more? Probably. <laughs> I mean, should we be here doing a podcast? Shouldn't we be out helping people who, are, who need it? <laughs>
2: Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I I guess the
1: argument there is that, you know, someone out there needs to listen to this podcast and they'll get an hour's worth of enjoyment listening to it. Fingers crossed.
2: Yeah. So we are doing
1: something good, but...
2: It's a question that I actually ask myself with my writing. Like, I could be... I could be doing more in the community. Um, But the truth is, again... You can go mad, Um, uh, sort of constantly chastising yourself Mm. for not doing enough. I think that it's important to kind of have a community around you and a a very finite community, like, Mm. and try and do what you can for that community um, within your means. Um, And generally... I don't know if it's always a good idea to constantly self-sacrifice uh, for that, um, for, for others. You need to kind of look mm. after yourself before you can look after others. It, it kind of gets back to that thing with the oxygen mask, you know? Um, mm. I guess that for me, if my books cheer someone up and they're having a crappy day, then I've given them something. Um I guess that as far as the community goes, I try to uh, be a positive influence and be a force for good within the writing community. Mm. Um, can't take that for granted, you know. There are bad actors out there, and the creative community. There's a strong intersection between sort of the creative community and the most vulnerable populations. Mm. And I've got to admit, I'm not a person of means. I don't have any money. Um, My health is pretty bad. Um, But I guess what I try to give is time and mentorship um, to to people who are starting out and struggling. Mm. So could I be doing more? The answer is, yeah, always you can be doing more. The question sometimes is, should I be doing more?
1: Yeah, and I think the sort of the um, the opposite to that question is, can you ever do enough? And no, you can probably do more, but you can never actually do enough to really ever reach what he what the world needs. So
2: yes, yeah, but but then we're getting back to the to the point about remembering that it's not all about us.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. And,
2: <laughs> and remember that there is actually, there are other people out there. And I think that you can, you can, it's actually quite common for people to burn out because they believe or they're led to believe mm. it is all down to them. Um, that life is all about them. Um, and that it's up to them to save everybody. Um you see this a lot in the service industries. You see it a lot mm. in um, sort of the health industries, mm. um, uh, nursing and teaching as well. Oh. Um, uh, burnout is a huge thing. Um, the antidote to that, I think, is actually community, is is a really key part of it.
1: Well, what struck me there, Julian, what you said was, you know, looking after yourself. In the first instance, which is which is good, um, and looking after, making sure you're okay. Maybe the the answer to this is if everyone is doing that. And in the sense of in the first instance, doing no harm, like you mentioned earlier, so not being a negative influence in the world and in your community. So, just not being a dick in the first instance can solve so many issues, because <laughs> you have that power in your control, um, and also yep. then. Maybe just focusing on like you know, being a good worker, being or, or being a good person in your job, being a good son, being a good brother, being a good parent in your instance, or a good uncle in my instance, like all those mm-hmm. things. Um, actually, they're not that huge tasks, really. Like we can do better at them, sure. But if we all just a little bit on all those things, that that would go a long way.
2: And I think that one of the keys is to have compassion for yourself. Um, to have compassion for others to be able to recognise other people's suffering um, and do what you can to, to be, just be there with them and to recognise the connection between yourself and others but also to extend that kindness to yourself um, that most people are incredibly cruel to themselves in their own head like, a lot of... I wouldn't say most. A lot of people are. Um, the, you can wind up in an abusive relationship with yourself, constantly telling yourself, mm. you're not a good enough son, you're not a good enough father. Uh, it's... Uh, and that that's actually very destructive, very dangerous. Yeah. And it can have really disastrous consequences uh, for yourself and others.
1: I... Um... I knew somebody who was going through some therapy and they were about about an issue and they were, their therapist said to them, um, you know, the way you're talking about yourself, if this was your best friend who was going through the same scenario, would you say those same things to them? Like, of course not. The guy wouldn't say that because they're a nice person and they're going through a tough time. I was like, yeah, and so are you. You're going through the tough time yourself, yet you won't extend that same kindness to yourself. Um... That, that's like a real-world real example of what you were just saying, Julian. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Look, and I, I guess that self-care, it's important. Um, it's not the be-all and end-all, um, but, and I guess that for, particularly for men, I find that a lot of blokes, is self-care like you think of it as self-indulgence. It's like bubble baths and. <laughs> Um, but no, what it is, is taking care of yourself so that you can be there for the people that you love. And I guess to me, that's a really core part of of, of being being a bloke is that you can support and be there for the people that you care about. Um, that's just, it's part of my, my conceptualization of masculinity is actually rooted in comparison, in compassion and, Hmm. and we often think of gentleness as being a sign of weakness. Actually, it's a sign of strength.
1: Absolutely. And I think the whole world needs more gentle men and men who can, can be compassionate and express that. Um, I think the world would be in a better place if, if that was more commonplace. And, and what, it shouldn't be remarkable, but it still is, isn't it?
2: It is. And it's we also we need to deal with the reality that the world is actually not in a great place at the moment. and we need to genuinely confront some of the injustices. the the evils that are being done in the world Mm. and I don't necessarily believe that embracing compassion I I actually think that is actually compassion um, to be able to stand up for another
1: well you know my my idol is Pankton Bear (laughs) I love those movies the world will be right
2: yeah Oh, I could geek out for an hour about Paddington Bear.
1: <laughs> well, I may have Dylan watched them back in the day, and he loved them, didn't you, Dylan?
2: Ah, oh, yeah, great stuff. He tried not to, Paddington Bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I hope that the third one's good.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a different director, so we'll see.
3: Yeah, roll the dice a bit, but yeah, um,
1: we'll see. Um, looking there about, you know, just just trying to do well in your particular niche in society, and like. You know, maybe we all should quit our jobs and go become nurses or become paramedics or something. Maybe that's better for the world. But also, maybe we should use our skills that we developed to do good in our particular areas that we are. So, I think those those two things can both be true. It reminds me of a line from a Woody Allen film, um, where he's talking to some aliens and talking about the meaning <laughs> of life. He's like, "What? What should I do?" And the alien said, well, "You're a comedian. You want to make the world better? Write better jokes." <laughs> it, uh...
2: <laughs>
1: I think maybe we could apply that to our, to our lives and to our, our particular experiences, maybe we should just do better in what we're actually good at
2: so I think the the place that we've kind of landed on is maybe there is if there is a broader purpose to all of this to all of this I think it's beyond our scope to actually grasp it um, and maybe uh and it's look i i i can see where you're coming from when you say that maybe there is no broader higher purpose i kind of hope there is one um um otherwise you know i i guess that i i i have some very serious questions um to 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 uh to to ask when i reach the pearly gates um <laughs> If indeed those get there, there, those are there. But I guess that uh, you can create meaning in your own life. And if you can do that, then you are fantastic. You are doing really, really well. And I think that we've kind of reached a consensus the of, of some of the core ingredients of of that, um, of finding a purpose in your life, uh, to have a set of values, to stick to them, and ultimately a lot of that purpose is actually comes from our relationships with other people broadly in society and also in our personal relationships, you know?
1: Look, I was kind of hoping, Julian, that we'd get, like, a really succinct, pithy line about the meaning of life. But I think what you just said pretty much hits the nail on the head as well. So
2: so I don't know whether we found the meaning of life, but we've agreed that we can find meaning in our lives. We can have meaningful lives.
1: There we, okay, that's good. Thank you. So <laughs> yeah, that's that a bit pithier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dylan, do you want to respond to anything Julian said there, or has he pretty much got it?
3: Well, let me put this to you, Julian. Would you rather that there's no overall meaning to life or that there's a bad meaning to life?
2: A bad meaning? What do you mean by that?
3: Well, like say that there's some ethereal force. Let's say there's like aliens that just stuck us on this planet just for us to suffer. Would you rather that or would you rather there just be no meaning at
2: all? So it's a bit like the question of whether you take the red pill or the blue pill. Yeah,
3: kind of, yeah. <laughs>
2: um, um, I guess that if it turned out that um, this was all one gigantic cosmic joke, um, I'd I'd be pretty mad. I'd be pretty disappointed. I'd probably sure, get enough. over it. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, then, but then I guess it doesn't matter, then, Julian. If you've been a good person, you've been a good person anyway. So like you've kind of gamed the system then because you've been good even if there was no higher purpose to it
2: the pursuit of excellence is worthwhile for its own sake yeah okay and I guess um, I don't think I made that up by the way um, <laughs> it's um, uh, I, I guess that um, it's an interesting question and to be honest I think I'd probably be happier not knowing than to discover that the meaning of life was completely absurd.
1: Well, ignorance is, <laughs> is bliss, isn't it? So, Well, that's mm. what they say. Now, Julian, straight up, you were talking about Douglas Adams in 42 from Hitchhiker's Guide. Do you, do you know much about that? Was, that? was that just a sort of joke about the meaninglessness of the question? Or did he have a higher meaning when he wrote that? Or was it just a joke? <laughs>
2: um... I'm inclined to think it was just a joke. Um,
1: yeah, that makes and, it funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I think that he probably would have, Douglas Adams probably found no end of amusement in all of these people trying to figure out what it actually means. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Uh, it's interesting to read. If you, if you ever get the chance, read um, Don't Panic, uh, which is... Uh, Neil Gaiman's biography of Douglas Adams um, and uh, sort of the creation of the Hitchhiker's Guide
1: Okay I, I didn't know that he wrote a biography about him. That- that's really cool
2: Yeah, I actually think he wrote it before like Neil Gaiman wrote it kind of before he was Neil Gaiman Yeah, if okay. you know what I, know. I mean
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was a bit of a and writer before he was, yeah, the sci-fi writer Yeah, cool
2: mm-hmm. Yeah it's uh, it's worth reading. What okay. about yourself, Dylan? I'm going to throw the question back to you. Um,
3: yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with Ignorance's Bliss as well, to be honest. Um, as you said, probably would get over it eventually if we did find out it was a big joke or a, a bad meaning to life, but I'd still rather not know overall, I think.
1: Hmm. I mean, I guess I'd quite kind of like to know but I kind of don't have high hopes anyway for there being a higher meaning, so I don't really mind. So <laughs> <laughs> you're not fast either way.
2: I mean, well, it's... I'm not
1: changing my day to day life too much. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but... Let me put it... Let me. I'm going to use a metaphor here. Okay. Um, if George Lucas told you what the meaning of Star Wars was and it actually turned out that it was completely whack, um, and <laughs> that you know it was it was completely the opposite of what you thought it was. Would it matter mm. to you?
1: No, because I've negotiated my own meaning. You know, when I watch the watch the film, so I mean and so that I th- is
2: exactly what you do with your life. Yes,
1: yeah, exactly. And I suppose you can take on board what George Lucas thinks. But at a certain point, the film is bigger than George Lucas, isn't it? And that could be the same with with God and life.
2: I really hope I don't go to hell for saying this, but yes, quite possibly.
1: (laughs) Uh, Anything else you want to say, guys, before we go on? I think we've pretty much nailed it in just over an hour.
2: Yeah. Well, it's a starting
1: point. (laughs) True. Um... So, Julie, I don't want to put you on the spot too much here. Before we wrap up for good and have some final thoughts about life, um, do you ever get amongst the suggestion? Is there something that you've been getting amongst recently that you want to sort of advise the listeners? Um,
2: I've been actually watching um, something that's not even slightly philosophical. Um, I've been watching the um, extra features on the Hobbit DVDs, Um, the the, the extended editions and um, I have to say the extra features are more interesting than the film Um, 100% agreed (laughs) I really like I genuinely like the Hobbit movies Um, there's a lot to love about them I don't know if they always work Um, but it's really interesting to kind of watch the process and the, the, the to you get really unrestricted access to see how it's made, mm. um, uh, which I really am sad that that's kind of not a thing anymore. Um, I, I personally learned a lot back in the day from watching DVD Extra Features. Um, but yeah, to discover that they had only five weeks prep time um, and that they were shooting it without a complete script. Um, and that they were literally writing it as they went. Um, it explained a lot. Yeah. Uh, Jeez. and, uh, particularly the middle film, uh, I think is where it, for me personally, it all kind of fell apart. Um, and it stopped being Bilbo's story.
3: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely.
2: And, uh, to, to learn that they were making the movie on the fly um, sort of it, it, it uh, explains a lot to me um, but my get amongst it is in fact the DVD extra features on the Hobbit movies um, they're good fun
1: well I never thought that All would about... be a get amongst it suggestion on this show but <laughs> here we are <laughs> well, that's terrific thanks Julian I thought maybe wrap up with some final thoughts on the meaning of life. Dylan, can you please kick us off? What are we learned today, what should we take away? What do your listeners to do now that we know the meaning of life?
3: I think overall, to put it simply, just do the best you can, really, for yourself and society. If you can help both on your way, you're doing all right.
1: Well said, Julian.
2: Um, me. Um, I think that I would echo what Dylan said Um, do the best you can in everything you do Um, and do check in from time to time um, with yourself Um, don't have to navel gaze um, but just taking a little bit of time out uh, even if it's just a minute or two to think to think about what you're doing Um, there's a saying in Socrates once said that the unexamined life is a life unlived so just pause from time to time examine your life think about it and don't get bogged down in sort of the big questions
1: yeah well I agree with that Julian very well said Um, if I was going to say one final thing I'd talk about pretty much what we've hit, hit upon today has been terrific and it's been a really interesting chat. I was a bit unsure about how this is going to go three three guys just working out me alive on the fly, but I think we did a good job. And I think.
2: Better than The Hobbit.
1: <laughs> exactly, there you go. Um, but I think it's been really terrific and just um, focusing on what you can do and how you can make the world a better place. I think that is where you're really going to find the most meaning in your life. Um, Doing your part in your particular part of the world is um is really where it all comes down to, and being happy with um where you are, but also trying to improve yourself. So,
2: and don't be an asshole. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I and- think we all have a duty to do that. I think yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: and you know ethics make ethical choices. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Dylan I don't know
1: about you but I think we, this has been one of our smarter episodes so we owe ourselves a few dumb ones coming up what do you reckon
3: oh, yeah definitely mate definitely agreed
1: es- especially our next guest we have got lined up I think this is going to be kind of the opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> we'll tell you that off, off pod
2: alright cool looking forward to it alright
1: yeah thank you so much Julian do you have anything you want to plug your, your services your, yourself how can we help get your name out I- there
2: um, look, um, I, I do edit books, um, on a freelance basis. Um, uh, so if you want to pop over to jbar author, R author uh, dot com, um, then my services and prices are listed there. Um, yeah, so I'm happy to offer, um, a sort of developmental edits critiquing uh, basic proofreading um mm-hmm. line edits um you cool. know yeah so I'm, I'm always happy to meet new clients
1: that's awesome we'll link all your details in our show notes that people are getting in there. and why not after listening to him explain the universe to you everybody <laughs> um, dylan are we anywhere on the socials or anything like that Are we anywhere? We're everywhere,
3: Lonnie. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We've got our own website on the World Wide Web. And on every podcast app you can imagine. (laughs) The World Wide Web.
1: Oh, you mean the information (laughs) superhighway. That's the one. Um, Thanks. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mark, for our theme song. It just gets better and better every week, doesn't it, Dylan?
3: Absolutely, Mark the man. That's
1: right. Well, until next time, I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, Julian.
2: I miss you guys, too. I miss you, man. I miss you. I miss you, man. I
0: miss you? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince.